Welcome to Heather Solves Everything, a how-to-do show where Heather takes credit for making the world a better place by introducing you to people who actually are. I used to think that I was a good person, then I met these folks. Wow. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of Heather Solves Everything, a how-to-do show where I take credit for making the world a better place by introducing you to people who actually are. Not all heroes wear capes. Who's our hero today? My guest today is Miss Pat. Pat Smith. She is the founder of Pat's Pantry, and you are going to love listening to her tell the story of how she went into the woods to find out what the people needed there. And now she's bringing it to them. Heather, what's the solution? Not only does Pat bring them food, clothing, blankets, she cuts their hair and makes sure that they have access to medical care. She does not ask for much, but she does need your help. Sounds like you've got this under control. We knew we can count on you, Heather. Listen to this show. You will find out how you can help Pat bring those people what they need. I can tell you a secret. The most important thing that they need is your love and thoughts. Let's get into it. I am really lucky today to get to meet this awesome lady and introduce you to her. Her name is Miss Pat. And I got to talk with Miss Pat on the phone when I called to let her know that I needed to schedule an interview with her for Pat's Pantry, Mm -hmm. and then we had the most delightful conversation, and I felt like I was talking to somebody who had been my friend for a long time. Mm -hmm. So welcome to Heather Solves Everything. Thank you for being here today. Thank you, Heather. Thank you. Well, I'm glad to have you here because I am so inspired by Pat's Pantry for the homeless Mm -hmm. of um, Tallahassee and beyond. Yes, it's anywhere. Mm -hmm. But after we talked, I realized Pat's pantry is just really one part of what you do. I think about a pantry being like a place where food is, Mm -hmm. but you do so much more. Tell me about what Pat's pantry is. Okay. Pat's pantry is, um, well, someone called the, someone called a radio station in Tallahassee called Faith Radio and they named it Pat's pantry. It didn't even have a name. And, um, it's not just food. Sometimes it has nothing to do with food. Sometimes it's um, clothing. Sometimes it's just um, sometimes it's firewood. It could be anything. It's for those who are mainly living out of doors. They could be living in a car. They could be living in a tent. They could be living in the woods. They could be living under a bush somewhere. And that's that's basically who it's for. Mm-hmm. How did this come about? When when did you start? Okay. running this program. Okay, so 2010 um I I was working on a job and it was I was having problems and I would call this radio station in Tallahassee and say, "Y'all pray for me because of this job is really getting to be something." So one day the job was it was it was the end of that job and um instead of coming home, I rode into Tallahassee and I saw a man standing on the side of the road with a sign like we always see, and his sign says, I'm hungry. But it looked to me like the sign says, I'm hungry, Pat. And I just stopped, and I, you know, you're used to giving somebody a dollar out the window or something, like Mm -hmm. for your conscience sake. Right. 
And this was different. I started talking to him. His name was Lee. I don't know whatever happened to him. And we started talking. He was the nicest man, and I had $2, and he didn't want it. And I said, well, that's that's kind of odd. Right. And I had I had bought some groceries. I had some fruit, and I gave him the fruit, and we started talking. So to make a longer story short, I, I got back in my vehicle, and I went on back home. And as I was riding, I began to weep. Huh. And I said, what is the matter with, with me? And I got home. And I said, oh, let me call that radio station and let them know that um, they don't have to pray anymore because <laughs> I, I, I'm no longer there. So when I called, I was still crying. And the gentleman, Scott Beagle from Faith Radio, he says, ma'am, he says, you're, you're crying. What's the matter? And I said, I just lost my job and it's the happiest day of my life. He said, <laughs> he said can I put you on the radio? I said, yes. <laughs> So I said, I am going to feed the hungry, the homeless. I don't know how I'm going to do it, and I'm crying on the radio. And people are listening, and they started calling the radio station, and they started buying things for me and for the to, to help me. And I go home that night, and I took all my food, and I, I froze some milk containers. And I put them in a big pot, put my food around, and made a big block of ice. And I said, I'm going out. I said, because I only saw the one med, and I, man, I said, Lord, show me where they are. When I went out, the streets were full of people. <laughs> they all I came said, out. Everybody was out. I said, oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I started meeting people and trying to see what they needed, and they were taking my whatever I had to offer. And I saw a gentleman at Publix eating out of the garbage can. Mm. And I'll never forget him. And I said, oh, my goodness. And I got him some food. He said, ma'am, I'm fine. So the next morning I said, I am going to get there before he gets to that garbage can. (laughs) And I left while it was still dark and drove to Tallahassee. And it was still dark and he was there. He had already been in the garbage can. And I couldn't, I didn't understand the mindset. So I talked to him. He said, you need to know I'm fine. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped running like that. Mm-hmm. But I used to cry every. I would go out every day, and I was getting exhausted. I would be crying every day of the people that I met. But what happened? I started making friends, mm-hmm. and then they started like trusting me, knowing that I'm not trying to exploit them or anything. And they start showing me where they lived, because people think that they gave somebody a dollar on the side of the road, and they come back later and they don't see them. They just figure, oh, maybe a truck came and they got a ride to New Mexico or somewhere. Right. No, they went back into the woods in a camp. There's camps in the woods. So I started being invited to come back and see where someone lives. And um, you, it's, that's, that's their home. And you have to respect it. You just can't go breaking up in there. I came to no. So uh, then, I, then I would go by and check and, you know, how are you doing and what do you need? They needed a tent or sleeping bags. I would go all back call the same radio station, and Scott would put it on the radio, say, Miss Pat needs tents or sleeping bags, and somebody would bring them, and I would take them. That's how it started. Wow. So Mm -hmm. you literally filled up your van Mm -hmm. with the food that you had and went out looking for people Mm -hmm. to feed. Right. And they showed up. Yes, they were everywhere. And you started forming relationships with them to where now... They trust you, and mm-hmm. they know you, mm-hmm. and they have invited you into their lives. Yes. And I love the pictures that you sent of you 
um, cutting people's hair. Yes. And I loved how you told me that everybody gets the everybody same haircut. Everybody gets the same haircut, yeah. Why, why is this important to you? I just know what it is to um, to be looked over or looked on as not like somebody doesn't want to be bothered with you or something like that. And when you and some of the some of my closest friends in this world are living in a tent. There's some of the sweetest people. If you take time and listen to them, sometimes they're put in categories, and you haven't had one conversation with somebody. You just put them in a category. Well, there's 20% alcoholics. You don't know what the story. You don't know what has happened. So me, it's the story and the love. I lo- it's be- it became a love thing. I love them. I absolutely, and they know it. They, they, you, you can't fool them. I remember being surprised and mm-hmm. not really understanding when um, another friend of mine who, who runs a homeless outreach mm-hmm. um, program explained that some people want to live yep. in the woods. Mm-hmm. Like it all, it was a foreign idea to me right. that somebody would not want to live in a house right. because I just assume everybody wants to live in a house. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to have the same things that I want to have. No. And it was a different perspective yes. to think about people who want to live away yeah. in, in the woods, but For they still need reason. care. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're not being reached either because they're not participating in oh. what's available or they're so far in there that people don't know that they're there. And that's that's part of something. There are There are those that are really down in the woods. I've been down in the swamps and the different places where you had to hold on to tree limbs to, so you didn't fall in the water and to get down to some of the camps. And um, it's amazing. But And these people have been in the woods 25 years, not yeah. just a month, but for 25 years. Mm-hmm. And they know all the help that's available. They know all the ins and outs of being homeless. You know, they know, you know, there's always going to be opportunists. But there are those who just, some have been, there's people that have been given a doctor's report, and they've taken the doctor's report and went in the woods with it, and that was that. You find them out there, you know, passed away. They've they've frozen to death. They've just forgot about it and the heck with it, and that was that. Yeah. There are so many things that you do to care for people, Mm -hmm. and I wonder um, what makes you feel like you've done your job well you never really feel like you've you always know you could do more um but i i feel like if i've if i've tried to do what i could and given what i had and if i didn't have it let somebody know what i needed i will go out of the way to try to help you if that's what if you're going to receive it and and um and really need the help and accept it and you know, and you find somebody who just like to take wants to take advantage of you. You know, you help them anyhow, but then you learn. You know, you learn your lessons. But there's some genuine people out there, and they just break your heart. I've, I've, I've gone from one spectrum of life to the other. I've been to hospice. I think the pictures might be in there, of being in in the hospice. Yeah, on the other side, on the top, on the right. That's in a hospice bed. That's Dan. He was in the woods over 20 years. He was a, a trained chef, a gourmet chef. Really? And when he cooked down in the woods, if anybody was in his camp, they ate gourmet. <laughs> <laughs> I love Dan, yeah. 
And I'm sure he had a story for how he ended up there. He just wanted to be outside. He didn't feel like being bothered with, with being in. He just stayed. He was in the woods over 20 years. Wow. And kept a, a camp with order. He had a library tent. If you came down, you could go in the library. He had a place to pray. He had a kitchen. He had it. It was spotless. And he had rules. So he looked, there's always somebody that's in charge in, in the woods. You just, so that if you want to come and stay in a certain area, then there's always someone in charge to tell you how we run it in this area. Now, I'm guessing that there are some people who don't want to live in the woods. They want to go back into a different way of living. How do you help them? <clears throat> well, there's some who, that's not the plan. They right. didn't had. They didn't expect that they were going to be there. There was one gentleman. He he was so fearful. So he stood out like a like a sore thumb. And what happened? I went to check on some of the men, and one of the men said, "Miss Pat, there's a man here. Said so he's he needs shoes, but he's shamed. He's ashamed to ask for them. And I had shoes in my van, and it just so happened I had a shoes that fit him. And he. He was so embarrassed because I went to him and told him I had some shoes. And I said, it's all right. These are who, who they're for. And him and I would talk. And he said something happened like in his marriage. Or something happened. And he ended up in the woods. He had no idea of how to live in the woods or anything. So his tent, you couldn't see you couldn't see everybody else's tent. But if you came down the road, you saw his because he had it almost on the sidewalk. He was afraid. Aww. So... He's the gentleman I told you I had the donut box one day, mm -hmm. and I stopped by, and I said, "Hey, you want some want some donuts?" He said, "Miss Pat, can I use the the top of the box?" And he cut it up with my barber scissors, I call them, and he made business cards, and the business card said he was a, a, a electric car engineer, a computer something, and somebody from one of the churches in the area got a hold of his business card. And they brought him in the building and put him on the computer in Tallahassee. He got hired in Washington State just based on his qualifications. And they sent, they got the money together and flew him there. And um, he looked in his coat pocket and he found Pat's pantry card. And he called me. And the first thing I'm wondering, do you have, are you cold? He said, Miss Pat, when I got there, they had a place for him to stay, like a little small house or something. He said he was he was fine. They were so glad to have someone with those qualifications. Wow. So you 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 think you you don't realize who's 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 living outside. There's chefs, there's ministers, there's all every teachers, there's everybody. It, something happened, and if you stay out there long enough, sometimes you just get used to it. But I am connected to a lot of the help. I know, like, if you're a veteran, there, there's a lot of veterans out there. There's some veterans that are still fighting one of the wars. And <laughs> one inside themselves. Yeah, there's, there's, there's still a fight going on. It's, there's some people, that, don't let me say this wrong, that really need to be out there. They're total, totally unsociable, and they go way down. And you just leave them alone unless they feel like, there's people running from the law. There's all whoever is on the outside is in the woods. What do you consider to be your calling um, in your interactions with people who are living in the woods? I guess I want to show them that God loves them. That you might be forgotten by man, but you're not forgotten by God. He loves you, and I will. T I've picked men up off the ground to see if they were alive, 
and set them up on the side of the brick so we could talk. And they have a, a man had a cross around his neck when I picked when I got him up. I wanted to see if he was alive, and I I wanted him to know that God loved him. He said, "He's the rest of my family. He he's taken, but he doesn't. He didn't want me, and he had a cross with Jesus on the cross." I said, "Well." He wants to come off the cross and come in your heart. <laughs> and we prayed that day. And he went in. We, we were there with the mobile unit, and he went and got checked out. Tell me about the mobile unit, because okay. that's a medical unit, yes, correct? Yes. How so, does that work? Well, I, I got a call one night from the Neighborhood Medical Center, and they said, Ms. Pan, are you interested? We, 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 we heard about you, and we want to know if you're interested in being on the board of directors. And I laughed. I thought it was the I said, what for? <laughs> and they said, is this real? And they said, yes. So they were having a meeting like that night, and they were going to like a vote or whatever the word is. for. And they voted me in. They needed someone who has something to do with the homeless. I had no idea what was going on. So I show up at the meeting, and I find out they have a medical mobile unit. And so, and I was told I could use it any time like to, if there was some place where the homeless were, like if you could get them in an area together, and that's what we've been doing. But since this other situation has come about with the COVID, um, I haven't been even, I wouldn't even uh, bother with that right now. I wouldn't mm-hmm. even ask about that because there's so much going on right now with the homeless to keep them safe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But that's a great, they get a, they get a physical. Mm-hmm. And then if they want to follow up, they can follow up. I'm sure that when you tell these stories, mm-hmm. um, you have offers of help and people want to know, how can we help? What do you need? How do you answer that question? Well, what I, well, like right now, because it's getting ready to get cold. So I, so I would tell somebody, I need what it takes to keep you warm. I need gloves and warm socks and underwear, long johns and hats and coats and things like that. And, um, Things like that. Mm-hmm. I've got a bit of a devil's advocate question for you. Okay. I wonder if you've come across anybody who says, uh, well, I mean, they should have made different choices in their life. They, sh- they, you know, everybody, you know, makes makes choices and, and they've made choices that have led to them being in this situation. Right. Mm-hmm. And so why should I help? That's and that's the truth. There's a lot of people that will say that one time I, I, I pulled up to check on some of the men and they said, Miss Pat says some people pass by and toss bananas out of the car window, just like threw them at them. I said, don't take it in the wrong way. I said, y'all look kind of scary. <laughs> <laughs> so, but they, they, if you, you talk like that when you haven't spent any time talking to people, when you just pass by and you see what you see, you say, oh, look at the bums and things like that. And people are kind of, they kind of don't come to me with that. They know they're going to hear something different from me because it's not the truth. No matter why you're out there, there's a lot of mental situations that people out there, they need mental health. But I know if you want it, where you can get it. But the thing about it, you can't make people accept the help. Mm-hmm. You have to get over that too. That you, you tell them what's available and they refuse to help. And mm-hmm. they just say, just, I just need some blankets, I'll be all right. What do you find is the biggest need that people have that um, somebody who's listening to this can mm-hmm. help satisfy? Um, they need love. They need to know you love them, that you care, that you 
that you're not afraid to talk to them and that you would that your time if you would take some time with them something like that you can there's always somebody that's got a bottle of water or sandwich or or something i cook big pots of beans sometime and take especially when it's cold mm-hmm. and take them out and one day i was one day i, I went to, went to lake ellen i had a big pot of beans and i think i had to make biscuits or cornbread or something and when the men got finished eating one of the men took my pot and ran with it and i'm standing out there yelling <laughs> Bring my pot back here. He says, ma'am, I'm a Marine. He says, I have to wash this pot. <laughs> Did he wash it in the he lake? Fa- he found some way. Bring me my pot. But, um, I, you know, this, I've seen them fighting. And they're not fighting about anything. They're just fighting. And I've been in the middle of fights. And now my brain has come back to me. So I, I some places I just don't go anymore. I'll, I'll be 74 in December. So I'm kind of, I'm 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 doing. Uh, uh, it's another part of it now. From being with the um with the medical center and the mobile unit now, I because of them I was put on the um nationwide home health care for the homeless co- committee, and um that that's they send me to Chicago and Washington D.C. where I can sit at a table and discuss with people who can get things done, and I love that. Mm-hmm. What type of issues do you talk about when you're at those meetings? Well, what, you know, like what's going on in the air, because it's a lot, you're with a lot of people that do the same thing mm-hmm. from all over the country, from Alaska, Colorado, and they're working out there with them. So, like, we almost compare notes, mm-hmm. and that is exciting to to meet people. The other week, we and because everything is by internet now, the, the meeting was concerning um, racism in homeless housing. Mm. It's the same issues that goes on everywhere else. It's it concerns the homeless also. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So I wonder if um, you can give us some advice for the best way for. Um, somebody who's listening to this mm-hmm. to make sure that people like you have access to the tangible things that people need, like blankets, mm-hmm. coats, clothing, sleeping bags, tents, and things like that. Well, if you're somewhere and you hear, or if you see someone out there that's doing that kind of work, find out what they need. It takes money also. Mm-hmm. I don't care what you do. It takes money. Nothing is free. And I, I don't work. I'm 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 at at my age now. That is my work, and um, so sometimes people will will give you know. But you give if you see someone that you feel led to give, give them because they're trying to help somebody. Unless you're gonna, if you're not gonna go, and you see the need, and you see someone that will go, help that person. If if you hear that somebody needs shoot, they need the same thing you need. They need the same thing you need. They're same. They're people. They need the same thing you need. Are you a nonprofit organization? Are you a five hundred one c three? I'm nonprofit, but I'm not. I don't. I'm under another organization. Good Samaritan. Yeah, Good Samaritan. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, if people wanted to make donations, mm-hmm. would they make donations to Good Samaritan Network? Yes. Mm-hmm. I'll put a link to that in the show notes, okay. so mm-hmm. that anybody who's listening um, can okay. can go into that mm-hmm. and be able to make a financial contribution. Mm-hmm. What do you? feel is the most important thing for our listeners to understand about people who are living on the streets or in the woods that it could happen to you Mm. 
it could happen to you. I've often, I've been asked to speak sometime at places, and sometime I ask the question, what would have to happen today that tonight you would be in a tent? You know, they say that most people are just... A paycheck away. Mm -hmm. Uh Mm Uh-huh. And when you hear stories about people who have had professional careers, have Mm -hmm. had families who, you know, had what we might consider a, quote, normal life, Mm -hmm. and how far each of us are from not having those things anymore. You you might think you that that something like that is like oh that's like another world not as far as you might think there's people that never in this world expected to be out there. There's some that just stay for a short time and they 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 take the help and then they work themselves up and they're doing all right. They get this housing available. You know, I've told you I've worked to help people get housing uh those that are veterans and and different things and they're doing fine there's 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 some that have got housing and couldn't deal with being inside so long and went on back out there it's nothing you can do you do what you can do you do the best you can do that's the way i see it and have a lot of kleenex (laughs) (laughs) this is crying time one thing i really notice about you is that you don't spend time on making a decision about whether somebody deserves help or whether they put brought this upon themselves or any judgment at all no but just showing up and asking what do you need yeah what do you need that's all what whatever happened why you're here that's that's your you know, if you want to talk about it, good. But I just want to know what you need. And if I if I don't have it, I will call, if I can, somebody and say there's somebody that needs so-and-so. I, I, I work with some amazing people, and a lot of them have been promoted now like I have, and they're up in these age in these in these like big bend uh-huh. all mostly all those people we've we've been on we've been in the dirt together we've been out in the woods together so you're well connected yeah, with the with, resources yes. in Tallahassee mm-hmm. and so you are able to go to the camps mm-hmm. assess what the needs are mm-hmm. and then come into town and let the people know what's needed what's needed mm-hmm. and i'm not the only one just a lot of people that you just don't hear about everybody um, one thing you know about past pantry is because of faith radio, mm-hmm. because you hear about it on the radio. You don't hear about everybody, but I make sure that I, if I know, we we help each other. Because I will ask, okay, you're out here. What are you trying to do, and what do you need? You need blankets, or what do you need? You know, and somebody's always calling me saying, Miss Pat, I got some tents. I got some sleeping bags, or something like that. Let bring me the truck. Let me gas up the truck. People do all kinds of stuff. Can people bring things to Faith Radio? Yes. I know that's been a depot for you. Yes. Mm-hmm. So yeah. if somebody's listening to this and they think, well, I've got some stuff that yeah. I could help with, they you can, can bring call it to me. Faith Radio? Right. You can give my phone number, okay. my cell phone. Okay. You can give both of my numbers. I think they're on there. Okay. I'll and put them in the show notes. If you so, have something, yeah. And so that's 850-339-4001. That's the cell phone. Mm-hmm. You, that's Pat. And if you've got stuff that you can contribute, mm-hmm. um, give her a call. Let her know because she knows what people need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosh, I think that all those people are sure lucky that um, you didn't have that job anymore. Oh, yeah. That's, that's, I was supposed to be retired anyhow. So Get that was, out of the way. And now yeah. you're able to do yeah. your real work. Right, but the only thing is I'm not down deep in those woods the way I used to be. I'm mm-hmm. trying to do other things now to help them that could get more done 
you know, on a on a grander scale, hopefully. I guess that's the best best way to say it. But I, I I always try to keep something in my truck and then if I'm riding and I see somebody, if I don't have it I I, I, I wanna find out what you need, what's the plan, you know. If somebody is listening to this mm-hmm. and they're inspired okay. and they want to do mm-hmm. the same thing that you're doing, mm-hmm. what's your advice? Go ahead. Just do it. Just go do it. <laughs> <laughs> That's easy enough. Just go ahead. What do you wait for? What, yeah, just go ahead and see what happens. If all of us went, they would still need more people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm, to help. Well, they sure are lucky that they have you. Well, I'm, I'm lucky I have them. And don't go out. Uh, with a judgmental attitude or, you know, or looking at a certain race. Everybody's in the woods. Every color, every gender, everyone that you can think of that you see is is in the woods. You know, when you say that, uh, it makes me think about the metaphor of being in the woods, Mm -hmm. you know, and and everybody is in the woods at some point in their life. Or in a car. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, whether it's the physical wilderness and and you're actually living outside or whether you're in your mind's Mm -hmm. wilderness. Yes. And um, and that helps to level the playing field. It it certainly does. You you'd be surprised. There's people that are in the woods because their mother passed away and they just couldn't deal with it, and they went in the woods. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some people who get a a scary medical diagnosis, a scary medical, and they take it in the woods, and that's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being here today. Thank you for a lot. How nice to be invited here. Thank you. Oh gosh, it's my pleasure. This I has been wonderful. I'm so inspired by the work that you're doing. And I thank you for doing it. Well, thank you. Because I I am one of the people who wants to help. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know if I'm ready to go in the woods yet. Well, you don't have to go in so the I'm woods. So I'm glad that you'll go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh-huh. I thank you so much for the work that you're doing and for being part of my program. Well, thank you. I want to say one thing. Yeah. There was a big camp and the men would see me coming in the woods. They went to a dumpster and they found an old pink piece of a pillow and when I came in the woods they would put this old raggedy pink pillow on the seat for me to sit on and it was so sweet but that that was showing love that's awesome Mm -hmm. thank you you. status confirmed this problem is solved well that's it for this week guys we did it we solved another problem with a little help from our friends you can be a superhero too check us out online that's where all the information is about how you can jump in and start solving everything Heather solves everything with a little help from Everyday Heroes.